I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, well, hello. Welcome back. This is my May Butter Toaster. Uh, so this week's episode is coming to you live from the London Podcast Festival. Uh, it was a wonderful evening, me chatting to Ronnie and Kona. I hope you really enjoy the episode. Um, stick around, because at the end, I'm going to be revealing who my guest next week is. And this is very good. It's very on brand with Halloween. I've accidentally organised something quite well, which is very unlike me. Uh, anyway... Ronnie Ancona, live at the London Podcast Festival, do enjoy. It got off to a weird start because the desk was set up a bit like the interrogation scene from Line of Duty. It was an odd beginning, but it got better. Do you like the sort of interrogation vibe that I created? Because when I came in, they had set the room up in a completely different way. I did it, okay? I did it. (laughs) That's what it feels like. I do feel a little bit. Can I ask for a lawyer? For the benefit of the tape, no. Uh, You can't. You can have some warm white wine. Yes. In a cheap mug. That's all Ooh, I can offer you. Is it like wood alcohol? I, that's <laughs> that is, that is yes. what they're doing, yeah, wood. Marvellous. Um, so, uh, Ronnie Ancona, welcome to my airport toaster. First of all, before we actually dive into your um, Amazon account, how was it uh, going through it? Have you had a sort of look before we, we've recorded this? Have you had a little look through? I had a, I had a, a little look. A little look and was pretty appalled by the content of, yes. of, of of my brain, which never ceases to horrify me. Yes, I, you know how everybody says as you get older that you you become at peace with yourself. I'm always <laughs> listening to people going, "Oh, you know, oh no, the one thing, the good thing about getting older and middle age is that you kind of know who you are." No, <laughs> and after looking through the Amazon, clearly not. Yeah, I'm looking at it going. Which sad fucker would have thought that? Well, should we just dive in then? Should we just find out who the sad fucker is? So uh, we're going to go right back to 2007, Ronnie Ancona. And the first thing you ever bought on Amazon uh, was Teletubbies, Teletubbies and the Snow. Well... I just felt I needed to advance myself intellectually. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I just felt that, you know, I was just getting lax and, mm. you know, it was either that or the Dostoevsky, you know. So, no, telly, um, uh, Teletubbies yeah. and the snow. You know, because you've got young kids, yes. Tom, mm. that, that that you go... Did you go through the Teletubbies stage? Yeah, it was really bad. It's like smack for kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a hardcore mainlining class A drug yes. for kids. They just can't... It, it, they were possessed. Yeah. They yeah. were possessed. It's Also, it started off the again-again thing, which is pretty much ruined again, generations of parents. Again, 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 anything you do, anything nice you do for a child. Yes. And they still do it now. My kids are nine and nearly six, and they still say, again, again, you do something fun. And I blame the Teletubbies for that shit. In the olden days, they'd have gone, thank you, Father, goodbye, and left the room. Yes, there would have been the cold clank of pearls and the waft of <laughs> Chanel's and go, Mummy will see you, Mummy's going to Paris, and I'll see you in, oh, five years' time. The lawyers sorted it all out. None of this again, again, and get caught again, again. I swear to God, the Teletubbies in the snow haunted me. Yeah, yeah. Haunted me. I can still remember. as well. And as you can see from the bottom of my ideas based on your purchase, mm. I was planning a grand crime. <laughs> Silver to gaffer tape. dispose of my children or the Teletubbies. I can't remember which. You, look at these. You've been looking at uh, Sortville Convector Radiator Heaters. Right? Yes. And puppy training pads. Yes. And gaffer tape. Yes. What was exactly was the plan? To gaffer tape a puppy training pad well, it, to a fire? Listen, you're the Amazon expert. Are these things that are, are offered to you as yeah. a suggestion in the great materialistic world that we 
live in. Yes. Ah, somebody has enjoyed a video with a small, strange creature that could look a bit like a puppy. Let's try and sell them puppy pads. Yeah, that's basically how it works. Mm. Yeah, and Alexa's listening. So. Yeah, Alexa's listening all the time. Um, okay, so uh, the Teletubbies, that was your first ever purchase. Oh, and you by also... the way, can I just say at this point, there was a guy on the circuit called Dave Thompson. Yes. I don't know if you know Dave. Lovely he was a Teletubby. He was a Teletubby. Now, he was the purple one. Which Does anyone know he? which the name of the which purple Teletubby was? I should was. know because Tinky I... Tinky Winky, look at that straight <laughs> off. <laughs> that! I grew up with them. I grew up with them. There you Tinky go. Tinky Winky! Tinky Winky, <laughs> you're so right. Well, Dave was Tinky Winky and he was very... This was a really good job. I mean, a damn good job to get mm. as a job being a comic and, a, 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 and an actor. And I was on the circuit around or, or was working with him and he said... Uh, and he got fired as Tinky Winky. He was inconsolable because the other person who took over from Tinky, Tinky Winky, Dave said, he's just got him all wrong. Tinky Winky. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not Tinky Winky. It's not how I, you know. But because of their physicality. I think he took Tinky Winky in another direction. Sure, sure. <laughs> And they weren't, they weren't very happy with this. Uh, good reviews as well of this. Uh, Cobweb gave it five stars. Yeah, the kids love it. Yeah, it's yeah, enjoyable literally. Review, isn't it? the, the kids imbue it. I just think the word yeah is doing a lot of work in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, someone else called Karen has given it three stars. Uh, jumped a lot in the middle, but watchable. Now, <laughs> I'm trying to work out if that's because it was a ropey VHS or because the Teletubbies just jumped a lot in the middle of the video, I'm not sure. It, it, it is, there is a particular song from one of those tapes that I just, I just will not forget because my elders just wanted to listen to it again and again. And it became a little bit like a scene from a David Lynch film. It was all a little bit, it, because the, the, if you notice when you, they do scary films, you know, there's inevitably there's a nursery rhyme in slightly minor chords. Yes. It's like la 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 oh. la, and there's the hologram of girl identical twins mm -hmm. or something. Of at course, the la la la. <laughs> it is a fine line. It's a fine line. <laughs> but are you were you when your kids were watching this? Were you the sort of parent who'd sit and watch it with them on the sofa? Or was this a way for you to park them on the sofa and very quickly leave the room? I think initially I did, yeah. and then after the 6,000th time, <laughs> I think I was banging my head against the... Yeah. I think I initially went, this is great! So good! The memories so we're going to have! And yeah. then after a while, I was, you know... Okay. Um, all right, enough Teletubbies. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, the next item that you bought, uh, in 2008 you got this. Yes. Uh, was this, uh, Ruby Wax, How Do You Want Me? Uh, which is, uh, Ruby Wax is unflinching revelation of a childhood poisoned and a youth spoiled. Come on, it's in a moving account of her breakdown and recovery. Ruby Wax. She's very back at the moment, isn't she? Everyone adores I know, her. she is. I mean, there's an impression that's good news for you, right? I can bring her back. <laughs> and the reason I bought this is Ruby said, have you bought my book yet? And I went, no. She said, do it now. Um, so Ruby, yes. Now, this is actually before, this was before she went into that, you know, her journey with self-help and mental health. Frazzled and everything and, and frazzled, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's very interesting. I, I, I think Ruby Wax is absolutely hysterical. And it's, it's, I remember a million years ago when I was doing Big Impression with Alice McGowan. And funnily enough, there were some sketches that we did that have now kind of fulfilled the zeitgeist. If you know, so, for example, there were we did we did Jimmy Savile as a pervert. I mean, did I, you? no, I'm actually serious. We did, and because everybody thought of oh, BBC One, they in a way we were slightly left alone because we were very uncool. Right. And even when we were hot, we weren't hot. If you know what I mean, we weren't cool when we were hot. This is yeah. quite confusing. I'm very, but, very familiar but, with but, that. But yeah. I, you know, we ended up sort of doing quite strange things because everybody presumed that they had to look at the Channel 4 things for edgy stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'd sort of sneak some sort of quite, quite uh, some stuff in. And uh, Alistair was brilliant at doing Louis Theroux. And we were both very interested on, because I adored Ruby. Ruby did these documentaries which were hysterical. I remember watching them and getting back of the classroom giggles. I mean, she was irreverent. She was brilliant. She was a narcot. She was very quick. And she was a real kind of 
um, things have moved on a lot, you know, the way that women are regarded in comedy. Mm. It, the, it just has shifted hugely. And my work partner at the moment, Sally Phillips, and we talk about this a lot. There's been a lot of sort of changes. And interesting enough, when Louis came on the scene, you know, it sort of stopped. So we sort of invented this kind of meeting of Louis and Ruby in a room, um, which they had never done until Louis's recent podcast, which Ruby had been on. Okay. But we'd sort of bizarrely preempted it. And was it just you know, endless questions? No, they were interviewing each other. <laughs> we had them interviewing each other. <laughs> and I said to Ruby, I found this old sketch recently. She said, I want to see it. <laughs> but then I thought, maybe you don't want to see it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I adored her. And I remember the producer at the time thinking, saying, oh, you should do it because she's really annoying. And I thought, well, no, she's not annoying. She's just... She's very quick and very funny. You wouldn't say that if she was a... No, man. ...guy, really. It's true, yeah. And she is... I mean, I have got... She is extremely funny mm. and extremely clever. And I remember her sort of... And it's interesting because she did sort of... And she will admit this herself, you know, she got sort of ousted out of television a little bit, really, or just found herself. And then she, she sort of reinvented herself. Quite yeah. brilliantly, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back now. She's all over there. She's everywhere now. Like, it's all, all her um, I know. interviews. She's <laughs> such good news for you. Poster girl. <laughs> and I quite like the new movie. Because she was a very difficult impression to get. And... Don't say you still haven't got it. <laughs> I don't want to, If anybody says that, that would be deeply rude. But she was difficult. And when what, I got what, her, so, I is, was so pleased. Do you have it like a sort of... quite good. It is good. Do you, do you have know. like a sort of top line observation when you, go into, when you go into someone? Is there a phrase that you use a lot to start? It, I, I think there's, 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 there's lots... I mean, I think everybody's a bit different the way they approach it. But a lot of it's got to do with attitude as well. I mean, people always think about, obviously, it's where they come from and where the sound comes from in the back of the head or if it's the front of the mouth mm. or where it comes. But there's there's also a kind of, there's a sort of, it's getting the emotion and the attitude. I remember thinking with Ruby, there's kind of bravado behind the pain. You know, <laughs> there's a kind of pain, but it's, you know... It's out, you know, there's, but I mean, you know, Ruby might disagree with that, but it's you grab on to something, you know, yeah. and then certain things they sort of do that like you just notice, like Jennifer, Jennifer, you know, Jennifer Saunders just doesn't open her mouth. I just don't open my mouth. I don't, I don't need to. No, I don't need to. I don't need to. So there's lots of things. <laughs> Um, okay, Ruby Wax then. So that's Ruby I Wax. love her though, yeah, and I'm a big fan her. of her. Yes, actually. brilliant, brilliant. Um, okay, they're moving on. 2011 here. Yes. Uh, so you bought not one but two copies of the Ultimate Jewish Cartoon Book. Is that even allowed these days? I don't even know. Am I going to cancel myself? Probably. Yeah. Will I cancel myself? If you could cancel yourself on this podcast, oh. that'd be great for numbers. Thank you. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to say apart Good. from like a squirt, love someone a recommended this to me. And I... So you bought two copies. I I bought... You. This is a recurring theme. You'll mm. notice because I'm such a screaming Luddite that I buy intentionally two copies Is it because you learned to double click in the 90s? It's, it's because I go, it hasn't happened. It's not gone yet. It's not happened. And then before I know it, I bought 34 copies this of the same This is how making all their money. You've paid for his rocket no, to the Jesus, moon. Jesus, I tell you. Clicking. Jeff Bezos, I, I should have shares. Okay, so someone recommend. I do. I am obsessed with Jewish humor. Mm. Actually, when I say Jewish humor, I mean you, you know I, I'm sort of have a lot of Jewish heritage myself, but it's not because of that. It's because of um, this the great shtick, you yeah. know, the the rule of three and the, the great um, Jewish comics. You know, the rhythm of it, mm. you know, was so extraordinary. And I think people forget that so much of it is kind of entered into the mainstream. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you'd know that, um, just looking at the way that the Friends scripts are written, you know, it's mm. got its origins and the kind of timing of the Catskills and, yes. you know. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. But exactly. I can't remember, I do like Jewish humour, but I can't remember, this does look highly incriminating. You can I mean, stop I'm, squirming, you're uncancelled from that. That was good, that explanation was, that, was okay? that, No, the audience has just I'm become a jury. I'm of an age, I'm just <laughs> literally terrified of saying anything. My mum, my daughter's got... Can't say that. 
she screamed at me in H and M the other day. What did you say? What did you say? Well, I did H&M. say something. I think I said something quite bad. <laughs> I think it was about getting into a changing room, and I said, "Oh, you could pretend that you because because you could." Let's not oh, go there. Yeah. Let's not go there. Oh but God, you know that we don't. That's show. one of the reasons I don't do Twitter as well because I'm so rubbish at saying. I say that. I mean, open mouth, foot in. Yeah. In, done. Twitter's quite gone. dangerous for that. No. Yeah. 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 Just, just retweet. Just do retweets. It's fine. Retweets. That's what I do. I yeah. just retweet. Yes. Just buy some followers. That's what I've done. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, no, so look at this. Look at this. Twenty twelve. It's an interesting uh, bunch mm. of things. Again, we've gone double purchasing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It does tell you everything you need to know about Ronnie Ancona that on the 31st of January 2012, she bought, uh, how do you say this, gawky, wooden, flexible puppets for the family yes. and naturally thin, unleash your skinny girl and free yes. yourself from yes. a lifetime of dieting. Is so, there two copies of that? Yeah, oh my of course there are. Yeah. Yeah, she's got two copies of that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's, uh, I, it's, did, I returned it. Well, yeah, but you still have one left. Okay. If you return okay. one, you still have one left. So, okay. Mm. Okay. Right. So, naturally thin. Do you want right, to, I mean, do you want you know, me to... You, right, you go first. Well, I just read the, the shtick. Free click and click. That's not this. Um, uh, so, it's, this is someone, uh, Bethany Frankel's passion has always been enjoying healthful... So healthful. <laughs> Fucking, time. someone feed her some new words. Healthful. What is that word? That does not, that's not a real word. Uh, word. Natural foods and sharing that love, whether she was cooking for Hollywood A-listers, launching her successful company, Bethany Bakes... She's quite a fan of not using a space between words, don't you think? Skinny girl. She's starving. She can't concentrate. She's so hungry. Anyway. So I'm just going to get through this paragraph. (laughs) It's true, she looks exhausted. She's actually holding on to the end of things. She's so so hungry. She needs to support herself. She hasn't had a carbohydrate. It's things like, and this is, I I hate, I'm sorry, Ronnie, I hate books like this. It shows how anyone can banish their heavy habits. Heavy habits. Oh, fuck off. Um, Embrace, embrace thin thoughts (laughs) and enjoy satisfying meals, snacks, and drinks without the guilt. There you are. Go on then. <laughs> Defend. Well, I don't listen. This is uh, this. I don't know how um, you know how um, how much you're going to go through of my um, loads. His, oh dear. Loads. Okay, but just to say, this is one of many of self-help books yeah. that have been bought and never, ever opened or used in any shape or form. Now, shocking, imagine watching a feature film and there's a character who keeps on getting, like, self-help books and never reads them and just doesn't even touch them and puts them on. And you'd go, that's ridiculous. That's totally incredulous. No one would actually do that. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) I knew I did it because sort of someone else had, Many people had told me that I did it, but I didn't quite realise that it was so bad. And when I trawled through, I thought the worst thing was I didn't even remember them. I just oh. went, oh, which one was this? Which one was this? Yeah. Is there a self-help book for people who buy too many self-help books? That is what... And That's what, what was even more appalling, I've just realised, I think there's a grotesquely superficial side of me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think I'm a nice... Per- I am a nice person, but I do think there, there, I do think there's a bit of a horrible superficial mm. side of me. Okay. I mean, because we're not looking at improving the mind if we scoop through. It's all mm. about sort of trying to get the bottom to go northwards or right. something. It's all about yeah. your thin thoughts. I don't know What's what it thin is. Thought, but it, anyway. to be, I don't know what a thin thought is. Other, I have a but thin I thought. If I'm driving is... down a tight road and the car wing mirrors are close to other cars, I have quite a thin thought. Then, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to make myself thinner, but I can't see how that's going to help me diet. No, the thing is, I think it's all about, isn't it? It's all about, uh, you know... When you've got brains like ours, sure. which is, we'll go on to that, yeah. will we? Because we've ascertained we've got virtually a smorgasbord of neurosis going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. A yeah. smorgasbord, like a little... It's live therapy, guys. It's a podcast festival. What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that basically, you know, it, there's a bit of kind of, oh, if I free myself from, you know, if I'm in a situation where I can't be self-conscious and I'm sort of, then I 
then my brain will think better. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yes. It's not totally. convincing. Is in the it? act of, but the act of buying it is that's the, that's the thing that you think is going to help you. The actual thing you know really deep down is never going to make any of difference. Of course. Hence why you buy two of them. I'm, this is I'm so I'm gonna, it's like my two two new pens for school. Um, okay. All right. Let's move on then uh, from that's embarrassing. Naturally thin. Good. That's what we like. And then these guys appear for the first time, and this is quite extraordinary. Oh. So this is the end of uh, 2012, getting towards Christmas 2012. Little ones in your life at this stage. Yes, little obviously ones, not mine, but yes, no, little ones. But my, right. uh, lots of little ones. No, little ones. And um, okay, now this is quite. Should we explain a what they are for the benefit yes. of the tape? Okay, now do you know what beanie boos are? Does uh, uh, does anybody know who Beanie Boos? Okay, Beanie Boos, uh, well, you can see what they are. Yes. Small, cuddly um, animals with, with big eyes. Yes. And my little girl um, became obsessed with collecting them, obsessed. And it initially started with getting sort of little kind of cute, sort of pretty obvious animals like dogs and bears and pigs and things. And then it became, it became, it sort of spiralled out of control. And I ended up spending inordinate amounts of time trying to find a pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> a pangolin, obscure beanie boos. Pangolin, but a Chinese water deer beanie boo. An aardvark beanie boo. It became sort of quite obsessed because she became so obsessed with it and that's all she ever wanted for her birthdays and Christmas and when you and see her obsessive nature are you like oh that's shit that's my fault uh, well you know strangely enough I mean it's she became very obsessed and adored her sort of beanie boos and right. then what would happen is at Christmas I don't want to spoil the surprise for anyone but at Christmas um, Santa mm -hmm. Claus would source uh, a, a Christmas beanie boo that which was inevitably just a normal beanie boo with a candy cane or a Santa hat on it. Look, I have an example. Yeah, show us the beanie boos. So she's got a bag here and you can hear, if you listen carefully, you can hear. This, this is an example of a Christmas beanie boo that popped on top of the, uh, popped on top wow. of the, the thing. Now look at this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the sort of mother I am. I sourced a duckbill platypus beanie boo. I ask oh. you. Of course, I didn't feed them or put them to bed on time, but I got her this. No, wow. no. Uh, Don't put them back in the bag. Like no. I want. Can I have a look no, at the beanie boos, please? I, I, can, no, I, can, can I have a bit? Just okay. throw me one. Just to have a bit of time with the beanie boo. Now there's a sad story end to this about oh, the no. beanie boo. Look at them. So we've got a little fox. Look at his eyes. She'd, uh, she'd actually kill me. She, okay, right. Okay. So what's the sad story about the? So this, but the interest, this, the slight sad story was that I became. <laughs> you see, I'm mm. just a sucker for that. Tell you what, puppetry on a podcast works well. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. So what's the sad story about the? Beanie so the sad story was that I used to sort of I became quite obsessed about the Christmas thing yeah. about getting the different handwriting and the different the the, the different you know, and everything, and would take it to, took it to quite some extremes, including reindeer droppings. Yeah. And I'd take, what I'd do is I'd kind of smash the house up a bit. I mean, not hugely, <laughs> because I'd like to, i put myself in an example, is that if you had a rotund gentleman, yeah. you know... Um, in a rush. In a rush, mm. in a rush, stressed out. Places to go. With places to go yeah. with 12 radar coming down. You know, it, it was not going to happen, you know, without so repercussions. You'd wreck your house, basically. Well, I sort of, I'd do a little bit of, the, there'd be something that would be kind of broken yeah. and there'd be a, you know, um, you know, be a, a fire, there'd be mud all over the place. And I'd put little, I'd put little reindeer. Droppings. Please tell me you ate the reindeer droppings no, in front no, of the No, reindeer list. droppings, damn thing. Then I'd come downstairs and I'd go, oh, oh, God. Oh, that's great. That's, oh, that's, no, that's great. Great. Oh, Santa the big guy, eh? Oh, look at this bloody mess. And the girls would come out, they'd go, oh, 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 they've made a mess. It's everywhere. And they'd get in incredibly excited and they absolutely adored, adored it until just that cusp where they got just got to the age where they came down and went she's a sad fucker 
Who do we call? I could hear them going, there's a child line, there's, there's people. I know there's people we can call. I mean, is this abuse? I don't know. You know, and I'd still be going, oh, look, look what they've done. And they're like, no, mom, no, done now, done, over. And actually, because I used to do, um, I used to write fairy letters because, um, and, and I, but I, I would do them all from different um, divisions of the fairies, and oh they were all God. very bureaucratic and officious. This and is Tolkien-level stuff. They, they'd be inevitably slagging off the other fairy division. <laughs> so I would have, you know, I would... Uh, art school girl. I'd, I'd literally sort of bake some papers and sort of they were all sort of green, like leaf from the fairy, from the field division. Do you right. know what I mean? And they'd be written in a totally different tautology to, to this other one. And, and they'd open them up and they'd really believe it because they'd go, oh, they're really pissed off with the suburban fairies. <laughs> <laughs> they're really, you know, and I'd make them all a little bit, Arthur Scott, you know, a little bit, if you persist in writing to the suburban fairy when, in fact, <laughs> our letter was picked up by our field. Um, approach, and they loved it and they believed for longer. Wow. I and mean, that is a big target here, isn't it, to make them believe for longer? That believe is... for longer. I thought I'm going to get them to yeah. 14 without you. Yeah. They'll, so, need, they'll um, need a lot the, of therapy, so, but it's um, worth it. So, and then, of course, it all finishes. And now the Beanie Boos, all of them, which, quite frankly, I'm just like, is quite a collection and might be worth a bit, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm yeah. just saying. All the collection have been put in a, a, in a dark trunk <laughs> and shut away. <laughs> and those Beanie Boos that was the first outing that they've oh, had look they're out again guys that's beautiful they're out. they finally I mean seriously they're in the trunk me. they're all in the trunk they're like I, little I saw it mummy it's dark in here just get a little really radio tragic right? put the box with the Beanie Babies in right get a little radio in there and put it under your kid's bed like the cynical hardened teenagers that they now are yeah. you go downstairs and just please help me yeah <laughs> please I just need to see daylight <laughs> I'm Tilly Steele And I'm Helen Monk And this is Bitchin' I'm dyslexic Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die And we veer wildly off track Pop that Prosec <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, just <laughs> can you not say podcast. uh in the advert? <laughs> Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Please sit down, put your feet up and relax. Listen to these tales of funny people buying funny things from a company that doesn't pay its tax. Oh, yeah. I like the storage basket. That presumably is for all the duplicates. Uh, no, the storage basket is about me on a constant effort. You might see if you scroll down further. Mm, more storage. There's a constant storage and organisation mm. because I have a brain like a demented butterfly and I think that if I have everything contained in storage yeah. this is in fact going to do you see I know well basically you what you're see? doing is you're buying an expensive pretty bin <laughs> because I'm buying a 
Yes. It's what, it's what you I do, don't isn't have, it? I don't have... I think it was to put... <gasps> no, they were to I house the jumped. beanie booze. I literally booze. jumped when you did They that. were to house the beanie booze when they were allowed out. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. So that was the beanie booze before uh, they went to halcyon prison. halcyon days oh, before, wow. they were, before they were put into the Fed Max... Florence, <laughs> Mexican. It's the equivalent of the maximum security jail, yeah. the one, the, the awful one in Colorado. That's what they are in this at the, the moment. <laughs> that on, was man. utopia, that pink, expensive <laughs> cloth bin. They've escaped Alcatraz. They're on their way to freedom. Uh, okay, good. Also, we've got 12 mini magnifying glasses. Good idea for party bag fillers there. Love that. Uh, but yes, okay. Children's parties mm. um, has to be done. Yeah. And um, inevitably there is... Just many. Have you done the children's party where you've done the yeah? I mean, I the, 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 the a lot up there with the death of my father in terms of bad days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. No, yes. Yeah. And the constant, and also then you invariably find um, some parents who put a small live pony in each party bag. <laughs> trying to do it to King, oh, you've only got plastic microphone glasses. Oh, that's such a shame. Because, uh, no, yeah, we've put, uh, yeah, we've put a West Wing of a library and also like a small, uh, a small pony and a, and a horse. And, uh, yeah, next year we're going to do for, uh, what? So annoying what? we have that. People giving like 30 quid Legos in each thing. Oh, all sort of like, grotesque. Guys, just what, grotesque. What are you doing? Although now I feel a bit embarrassed about that because I know it's like, plastic and it's all right. It was 2014. It was a different time. Don't worry about the council police. Um, all right. Uh, 2015 now. I mean, this is, again, it's Ronnie Ancona on a page right here. Look at this. It's delightful. So yes. we've got a spiralizer, a tri-blade vegetable slice. There was a bit of a spiralizer fad, wasn't there, at one stage? Didn't everyone go a bit crazy for spiralizers? I don't technically know what they are, if I'm honest. Oh, I, I was spiralizing everything. But what did, what did you do? Even the cat was trying to run away. Everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. Here. Come here. Everything was being spiralized. I went spiralized crazy. But what do you do when you spiralize? Is it I just a way of. I put my hair in. Everything. No, spiral. Oh, anything tastes good, even my cooking, <laughs> once it's been put through a spiralizer. Are you not, a good, are you not so, a good cook? I've got lots of questions. No, actually, I'm quite a good cook. All right, cook. okay, fine. She says, looking at her friends over there. Yeah. The emaciated friends. Oh, yeah, the emaciated <laughs> friends hanging on to her. I did tend to spiralise everything because, as any of you who cook will know, it's amazing um, if you put a bit of um, spiralised courgette or whatever or cucumber on top of some rancid culinary effort you've made, suddenly... You can present it. You're basically decorating A bit of wanky spiralised substance will make a dog's dinner look appetising. (laughs) So it's just a way of slicing something, isn't it? No, it's not a garnisher. I never think that. (laughs) You're wrong. I'd love it if you'd stormed out then. It's not a garnisher. It's not a garnisher. That was the end of the the show. I've had enough. No, it's not a garnisher, but it is a very... um, uh, But also, it makes your vegetables very small and taste like spaghetti, which is always a good thing. Always good when your vegetables are small and taste like spaghetti. Okay, fine. Um, You've got also on here uh, essential sewing kit as well. Ghastly ghost bride, a kid's Halloween fancy dress. Uh, costume. Yes, this have is made it myself. You, well, also what's interesting about this is you bought this on the 27th of October 2015. Flying close to the wind there, right? <laughs> That's going to arrive within seconds of trick-or-treat time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. No, I think that was not to do with Halloween. Oh, I think okay. it was... Right, cool. <laughs> that was cool. But, Mummy, there's no sweets around. Open it up. It's Come the on, 15th fine, of November. They've put everything away. <laughs> Just go and try. <laughs> Knock on the door. <laughs> Don't be so conventional. Oh, but mummy, do I have to walk round as a pumpkin again? <laughs> In January? No, actually, there was a reason for that. I think it was, no. Listen, mm. you know, as a dad, there's the, the Halloween and then there's the, the huge number of kind of school... Book day, international book day, or international that, and invariably it would always reach my ears or my attention very, very last minute. Mm. And go, you know, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow we have to build, you know, we have to do the Manchurian Empire during the Japanese. What? What do you mean tomorrow? It's Stone what Age do you Day. Mean? Have this fucking rock. Stone and go to Age. School. Of, it's yeah. Stone Age. 
Constantly. Now, it's weird because there seems to be so much more involvement these days. I mean, I know that when I was sort of went to school, I went to a school that made um, Pink Floyd's The Wall, you know, the video of the school in the wall, look like a Montessori. (laughs) I mean, it was just some heinous sort of Scottish... Oh, when did you go to school? I went to school in Scottish state education mm. in 1854. <laughs> Are you hearing the Scottish was, accent coming um, out there, by was, the way? No, the Scottish yeah, accent was, was appearing pretty, then. pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. And very, very, I mean, you know, very, very strict. I mean, there, there wasn't private school at all. Actually, funny enough, my French, te- the French teacher who I was terrified of, who looked very French and sort of had a little black bob. She sort of emulated looking sort of very French. She insisted that you spoke French in a Scottish accent. It was during a particularly nationalistic time of the Scots, which, I mean, I do love Scotland. I have huge affection for Scotland, obviously. But, you know, it's interesting because now they're so open and everything. But if if you had English blood in Scotland in those days, oh, my God. And I had some English blood. But she... um, she insisted you spoke um, French. I would try and, you know, try and get this little bit of a French accent going, and she'd go, no, je m'appelle. Come and tapple too. Washin et dans le jardin. And she was very petite, and she looked very French. She was called Mrs. Fraser. Anyway, um, so, yes, and I seem to remember, you know, just at that time, you'd come back there'd be no because the, the people did, parents didn't do things did they no. they didn't do things didn't, i mean I, the summer holidays the concession was okay we'll open the back door yeah don't die <laughs> don't if you die. do die get someone else to sort it out so i have been you know there's been a constant um you know constant i don't know any mothers in the audience who would agree with me on that mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming across. They're all too it's tired. Very, it's very, it's very um, bad. 2015, October 2015 now. Um, again, we've got some interesting bits here. Uh, 5th of October, Sylvanian families bath and shower set. But also, I'm slightly obsessed with this. Uh, 5th of October again, Oz Naturals, the best vitamin C serum for your face. Yeah, yeah. Is it the best? Now, what, this is quite interesting because I'm actually married to a doctor and I have... And before I was with a, a married to a doctor, and before I even knew him, I happened to do my student years with, like, live in a house with, like, about six doctors. Right. So I lived with them so long, I virtually have qualified myself. I mean, I could... In fact, it's a kind of, like, my fair lady, exper- Pygmalion experiment. They tried to pass me off as a doctor yeah. at, a, at a party, and I passed myself off as a, as a junior registrar at St Mary's. It was very impressive. <laughs> anyway, the reason I say that is that I am actually quite cynical because I'm with quite an old-fashioned doctor guy you know I'm quite cynical about a lot of things when people are popping lots of vitamins I sort of go you know oh you know you just pee them out and I've always you know I'm slightly sort of old-fashioned just because I've sort of been you know made to think that way however I'm so superficial and clearly so vain that mm. if anybody says to me, oh, take vitamin C, I go, no, you just pee it out, but put it on your face. I'm like, yes! <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yes! It's logical. I will literally, I'll, I'll put the fetus of a mushroom on my face <laughs> if, if I make, if, it, if I think a wrinkle is going to disappear. Right. I, I'm totally just um, a horrible, uh, what's the word I want? I'm just like a sitting audience duck. Right. For a fancy for serums. Right. Okay. You love you love, you love a, a serum. A serum. No, I'm not actually not. I'm not that bad. But I did hear that it brightened your skin. Right. I mean, there's also this. It was a long time ago. There, no, when was it? What it? year was it? Oh, that was in uh, 2015. And your skin's well, fantastic. I, so it yes, but works. if I no, if I'd known that now, I mean, now I just think I know why it worked well. It was because I was five years younger. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's why it that's worked. The best serum. It was nothing to do with the serum. Um, well, it says here that it's uh, clinical strength, 20% vitamin C. Basically, you're putting an orange on your face. You're basically Donald Trump, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but there's quite a lot of questions about it. Have you seen this? Uh, the reason I asked about the viscosity of the product is because main, uh, mine is surprisingly like water. 
So I'm wondering if it's faulty or fake. Answer, it is like water. I but think it works, it's though. fake. I'm 25. I mean, <laughs> Do you have a lot of stationery? Yes. Yes. But, it, but it's not used or done properly. No. But this is the thing you it's see... It's the hope, a, isn't it? A this lot hope. of my guests on this show have bought themselves things in that hope. Because a lot of comics and actors have got things like ADHD. You know, they are... Uh, and, they're, and they're sort of trying no to order... No idea what you're talking they're, about. They're trying to... Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm not at all suggesting you might have at all, well, uh, Ronnie. Uh, oh, look at the photographer. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But, but it's it's this attempt to buy things and fix that, and you see it all well, the time. Well, Rory Bremner has ADHD, and he did a documentary about ADHD, and he said, I've worked with him quite... I've known him for so many years, and Rory said, Ronnie, do you remember that documentary that I made about ADHD? And I went, yes. Yes, it was very good, very good. He said, um, well, I, I met lots of people with really bad ADHD, but I, I've just realised, actually... You have the worst case, <laughs> and I've known you for years. And I've taken the liberty of contacting the ADHD Society and putting your name forward, who are now citing me. I mean, bless them, I'm delighted, I'm honoured, but I haven't even been diagnosed. <laughs> You've been diagnosed by Rory Bremner? Yes! <laughs> he was doing an impression of a doctor at the time. I know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So are you now... Dr. Rory Brown. Dr. Rory Brown. So now you are associated with the ADHD... Yes, so I, I must call them up, actually. And Again, it's on the list of things to do. Mm. It's on the list of things um, to do. Okay, yes. um, so 2018. Yes. Um, loads of bits and bobs. Fascinated by this, the gold label horse supplement, comma, garlic. Um, so this is May 2018, so obviously you have a horse. No. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, I mean, any explanation for this? Or I was um, looking after a friend's horse <laughs> okay um, and what's wrong with sugar cubes Ronnie well because um, uh, yes it does look like a big tub of butter doesn't it um, <laughs> it does look poor horse I mean garlic oh my god did I hate the horse that much I don't know were you it was, I seem to, to remember it was very healthy for the horse and I was told to buy it right uh for the horse, but shortly afterwards, the horse did escape. It was running down the street with very bad breath. <laughs> it was brought back, and he was very, very, very well loved. And now he's gone to the better. But yeah, it did have a terrible halitosis problem after that supplement. Um, okay, uh, let's see what else we've got here. Oh, look at this! Two things very close to each other. You've bought the artist way, of course, in discovering and recovering your creative self. The day before, you bought an Audrey Hepburn uh, Holly Go Lightly Breakfast at Tiffany's uh, costume. Slightly tragic. That is because a very good friend of mine who is extremely well connected, it was her a big birthday, and I was made to do the birthday speech. And she wanted me to, it was a fancy dress party, and she wanted me to come as Audrey Hepburn and start the speech off as Audrey Hepburn. Although I didn't continue the whole speech as Audrey Hepburn. And rather alarmingly, there were lots of comics at this party. So I just kept on looking around and then, even though they're all friends of mine, you know, I saw Joe Brown going, oh, my God, are you going to do this speech? <laughs> Rather you than me. And everybody was going, you know, so, um, it, you know, everybody was getting quietly pissed in the corner and I had Comics to are tough go up. Comics are well. tough crowds Tough crowd, I know, tough mm. crowd. Mm. So um, I um, <clears throat> did Audrey, of course, my darling angels, and... Um, uh, actually, that didn't, she didn't. She didn't sound her best then, did she? No, I, she sounded pretty good to me, to be honest. Spot on. Can't tell you. Spend a whole day doing things with you. Of course, I've never done it. Yeah, dear Audrey. And and then I did the speech with um, where I managed to slag off the birthday girl inadvertently quite well. Oh wow! It was what quite did you embarrassing. Do? No, again, she said, please, please be very punchy. She said. Oh God. You so too I did, spicy. but no, I wasn't punchy. But again, it was a kind of you know, she's mm. very social, 
and she's what does that mean very social what is that a euphemism for no, what do you she's mean wonderful but she she goes to openings and everything and and all the time and you know i sort of made some historical comparison that through history she'd have to be where it's at all I the see. time like at the last supper Right. I, I've got to go. It's his last supper. <laughs> or the Ides of March. I've got to go. And as I was going through these, I realised, ooh, this is actually could be vaguely insulting, but people did laugh. It's quite depressing when you have a when you have a, a comedy riff like that, which is brilliant, and you have like nine lined up in your head and you've all sort of two in. Two and in and going, you can't go. I know, and you've <laughs> like got shit. and you're like, no, you've got but seven damn. more guys. And then as a comic, I mean you're actually thinking it's a toss-up between your friend's feelings and thinking, but this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fifth one is good. But you're going to lose her as a friend. No, but I know. And that would be really sad. But wait till you hear about me and the Roman. Yeah, I know. It's it's a tricky wicket. No, um, but she's a very close friend of my mind. This is a very shit question, and I apologise in advance. But I don't really, because I'm interested. What is the, the impression which you enjoy doing the most? Is it Audrey? Um... Well, it depends time. I mean, I'm not doing that many impressions at the moment, really, per se. So I did do, I, actually, that's two years ago, I was doing masses of impressions because I was asked specifically asked to do, because people often ask, who are you doing at the moment? Mm. And that's, you know, unless you actually specifically doing something that you need impressions for, that would make you a real sad fucker that you go, oh, <laughs> Now, which C-list celebrity shall I learn today? You know, that is, you can't go down that route. Right. How, however, I do love doing, um, my favourite at the moment is Olivia Colman. And I do teach actresses how to do other impressions as well and other actresses. So I inadvertently end up deconstructing what they do. Yes. So Please, I'll give oh you an God, example. so delicious. I'm so happy. You know, <laughs> I'll give it a bit more. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so. Livia Coleman only ever says things in five words. <laughs> last word, very quick. Very quick, so. so she says everything in five words. Last word, very quick. And also I'm very versatile. I, I can play the queen. And also I'm a detective. <laughs> Philip, look after the corgis. Body on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so you notice I love Olivia Coleman. She's brilliant. I mean, she's mm. a national treasure. So everybody loves her. So it's not... Um, although I did have a bit too much to drink at a party recently and did it in front of her agent. Oh, who, wow. Yes, yes. Olivia Coleman. Yes. She said, oh, well, maybe I could use you if she's not available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, she's lovely, actually. Olivia Coleman's agent is adorable as well. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not an insult. It's just that you, you invariably you watch what people are doing. Mm. You know, and it's a sort of staccato, you know, very staccato. And you pick up, you know, like that. Very quick. Very quick. This way. <laughs> now I can't stop. <laughs> it's such a talent. It's such a talent. It's not it's a great talent, it Tom. Is. It's incredible. At the you're, scene you're, of an accident, no, there's someone dying. Oh, let me through. I can do a funny you voice. Can do a, you're, you've already said you're an impression of a doctor. You've lived with a doctor. You could turn up and yes, say, it's fine, stand impression. up. a impression. I could, if I carried that through, I could kill someone. <laughs> I would just give them spiralised garlic supplements. <laughs> I know how to make a horse bolt. I just think it's genius. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, okay, this is good. This is good as well. 23rd of October, 2019. <laughs> of course, uh, you've bought the body socks fried egg costume adults. Yes. It was waiting to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's inevitable. Um, do you want to tell us exactly what's going Inegitable. on Inevitable. It's because I like to go to work in an egg as opposed to <laughs> on an egg. <laughs> Oh dear! What, I think what? this one might get banned for some strange <laughs> reason. Generally, as a rule, the more I enjoy them, the worse the episodes are. In which case, this is awful. This episode. Yeah, I'm no. it far too um, much. Egg costume. Actually, it wasn't just an egg. It was my daughter. I couldn't get the junior egg version, <laughs> so I had to go for the full fried version. Because she was and her friend was going part of a full English breakfast. Oh, good. As a fancy dress thing. Oh, so good. Typically my Halloween, I think it was in the middle of June, but um, <laughs> no, um, yes, she was going as a full English breakfast. You do always friends. buy costumes in October. Uh, there you are. This no, is the egg costume. I feel bad actually because my I should I feel I felt that I should make all of them, and I did make some, but I you know the egg was 
If she'd have asked for a hard-boiled egg, that would have been easier. But <laughs> as she wanted full English, she wanted a fried egg, I couldn't mm. cope with that one. Yeah, no, quite right too. I think, you know, it wouldn't be this podcast if there wasn't always a little peppering, a little smattering of guilt. Yeah, when no, you go absolutely, through it. So, yeah, that's of natural. course. Um, also, uh, so there's a great review here. There's a few of the reviews that are really interesting. This is a good one from Alice uh, Aindo. Five stars, great outfit. We all brought them for a hen in Budapest. We all wore eggs and the bride-to-be wore a hen outfit. <laughs> that's, that's really good. That's really good. It's really good. That's really good. Uh, although she does... I love uh, this. Just need to find another excuse to dress as an egg now. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is the glaring problem That the is costume. the glaring problem. That's you have a costume. This is so random. Yeah, Budapest. I mean, Yes. I want to, aspiring to be an egg again. Yes. I mean... Oh. There's loads going on here. There's loads um, going on. Anyway, uh, that is Alice's Hindu there that she went on in Budapest. Uh, oh. Then we go into August 2020. So we're in yes. lockdown now oh, as we get towards lockdown. the end of this, by the way. Uh, and you have bought, again, the reason the audience are laughing there, dear listener, is that she's bought not one... <gasps> Two copies uh, of a book called How to Survive Your Mother. I did mean to buy two copies on this occasion. Explain. Okay, so this book uh, is actually written by a friend of mine, dear friend of mine. Um, He used to do, you might know him, he used to, he was a reporter and he did lots of building programs of like House of Horror buildings. He's a very good reporter actually. And he had the most extraordinary childhood. I mean, it was extraordinary. And he wrote this book in about 2006, and it became a Sunday Times bestseller, actually. And it was about him investigating, going back and finding out about his his mother, who was this larger-than-life character, very dominant, um, very funny, but very sort of um, eclectic, mad, eccentric... Um, out, outrageous mm-hmm. and you almost you read this book and you think this can't be true it's just so phenomenal and she used to run old people's homes where she used to rip off the residents do you know what I mean I mean it was all quite and uh, uh, ultimately she was a bit of a criminal and right. he sort of discovered this and she started off the um the first um but she was incredibly forward thinking actually she started off the first gay hotel in uh, down in Epsom on a suburban street. Wow. What was it called? It was called the Rain, uh, uh, oh, the Sunset Lounge or something. Anyway, it's an extraordinary book. And I actually um, have started a production company with Sally Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually bought the option on this because we want to make it into a TV show. Okay. Right. Because and whether I hope it will make or a, a, or a film, because it is it is just it. Extraordinary story. Right, 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 right. Fine. Okay, that is a legitimate excuse for buying two copies. Finally. Yes. Um, that sounds fascinating. All right, that's How to Survive Your Mother uh, by Jonathan Maitland. Now I've realised why I've got such a big mortgage because for 15 years I've been buying two copies of everything on Amazon. <laughs> no wonder I haven't got any money. Uh, and then I'm delighted with the next purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, on My Mate Bought a Toaster, I'm thrilled to say that My Mate Bought a Toaster! Hey! <laughs> the Jewelet! Uh, architect, you've gone for a four slicer oh, here. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Extra wide slot peak. I like a, a slot peak. Sounds like a slightly sexy toaster. Oh, yes. Uh, I preempted. It was basically, I was aspiring to be asked on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Good. And I thought, oh, the other guests have <laughs> bought tiny little toasters. Oh, no. I'm going to have the Dulux Dualit brush stainless steel one yeah yeah it's pretty impressive toaster that's a lovely full slice I mean the problem we've had whenever we've had people who bought toasters uh, on the show before I think you're about the fourth or fifth person to do it is it's very little to talk about <laughs> well when actually it, there, is, there is I mean I had one of these toasters before and it broke and again no, we'll, try, we'll try and talk about toasters okay yeah good. no 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 let's not yeah, yeah, talk no, no, about toasters no no I'm not, happy to no. because what often happens don't talk about toasters okay sorry. No, but what often happens is that Two of them break. This is what's happened with our toaster for a couple of years now. Yeah. Half the toaster's down, it's gone. Yeah. But we've got toaster working, so we're just sort of flying on one wing. I, see, I, I know what you mean about the toaster thing. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I have verbal diarrhea and I don't know even what to say to that. <laughs> even, even me. Uh, right, okay, fine. And then uh, we're getting towards the end, okay? Right. Ronnie Ancona, this has yeah. been amazing. 
Thank you so much for coming on the show uh, in front of this live audience of 300 people here at the London Podcast Festival. <laughs> um, so... Don't say that, because if you say 300, they're going to go, God, she's not much value for my business. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear 300 people laughing. I know, I'll layer them up, it'll be fine. Um, I won't, I've got fucking close to do that. Um, uh, so look, here's, here's one of the final things. Yeah. Ronnie Ancona. Uh, and... I don't know, maybe this, again, has a kind of element of you marshalling. We talked about, you know, putting your uh, beanie babies into into boxes earlier on and marshalling thoughts. And maybe if these things all focus and these all, all these ideas and your incredibly brilliant brain, and I know you don't like compliments, but it's true, you could write a movie in 21 days, hence why you've bought Vicky King's How to Write a Movie in 21 Days, which you bought, I must add, uh, 16th oh, of August 2021, nearly no. exactly 21 days ago. It's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> It's not finished. It's it, it's a trick. This is this is because Sally and I are writing a couple of films together, and we've and there's a film that we've been literally commissioned to write, and it's not the film that we would. It's not our first film we would have written. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I mean, she's actually a very good screenwriter, um, but it's not the film that we would have written, and we've had huge problems with this and we have gone round the houses and this plot keeps on changing and every we keep on coming up with new because this I, I don't know you you're a writer and you know what it's like there are there are all sorts of different screen writers bibles mm-hmm. sidfield there's sidfield there's mm. uh, the blake woods. blake's uh, the how to hang a cat yes. don't hang the cat mm-hmm. please don't hang the cat <laughs> no save the cat Save the cat. Save the cat. That's a serious one called Save the Cat. The Robert McKee. This they go on and on and on, and they're very and they're very. It's very very disciplined. There's no point you just sitting there and writing. You know, you've got your midpoints and you've got your. You know your. It's just very sort of complex. And I'm really, I'm inciting as I'm a sketch writer, really. I mean, that's what I cut my teeth on is gag writing and sketch writing. So I'm not, you know, so it can be quite tortuous. And I'm always on the lookout for a book that goes that basically says what I want it to say, which is just, just write anything. It'll be all right. The editor will work it out in the end. The end. That's what editors are for. That's, That's what, what editors are for. But this is quite a good one, actually. But, of course, the 21 days, mm. I think, is is basically a marketing tool. Right. <laughs> no! Yes. Oh. Um, listen, Renee Ancona, thank you so much uh, for coming on to My Mate Bought a Taster. Uh, we've all learnt a lot about life about you about what genius you are uh, and we've all also learned that uh, Beanie Boos are the most horrifying things ever seen put them back in the box uh, ladies and gentlemen Ronnie Ancona <laughs> Ronnie Ancona, complete. Finally, we found out the truth about Ronnie Ancona, and it's that she likes beanie boos and garlicky horses. Uh, wasn't she great? I love her. So, there you are then. That's today's episode done. Next week, what with it being quite near Halloween, I have got the very brilliant Yvette Fielding coming on the show, off of Most Haunted. And guess what we talk about for most of it? Just talk about ghosts. And to be honest, I've got I should just do a spin-off podcast about ghosts because it's just my favourite topic. I don't believe in them, but I just like listening to people tell spooky stories. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, anyway, Yvette Fielding is my guest next week, and it is a really, really, really fun, funny, interesting episode. Loads of revelations from Yvette Fielding. Um, and one or two hauntings as well. Oh God, what's that knocking noise? Oh my God, they're coming through. I need a spirit guide. And by the way, that whole Yvette Fielding episode is up now at patreon.com slash toasterpod. Patreon! Patreon! Patreon.com forward slash ToasterPod. I should do the stings myself. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com slash ToasterPod, and you can listen to Yvette Fielding now, 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 from as little as £3. Just three quid, and you get all these episodes. Oh, my God, you lucky, lucky things. Uh, head over to Patreon.com slash ToasterPod. Ta-ra. Oh, Great Big Owl. Love football? 
can't wait for the season to hit its stride, salivate over Super Sunday. Well, this podcast is probably not for you. If, however, you're tired of the hype, but part of you still loves the game, you could try the famous sloping pitch from Great Big Owl. With Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests, the famous sloping pitch, it's a podcast about football, not market traders. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.